welcome, welcome, welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio episode 152. I hope I got that right. I am your co-host, Kylie Wild, joined by my ever-present weekly co-host, Pete Beckett. Hello. I mean, say it's a week. It's probably been two at this rate. It's this been week. two weeklies, yes. <laughs> it's by The show is by weekly um so <laughs> well it's not it's actually supposed to be weekly no, it's, it's not. just it's scheduling weekly. conflicts yeah. and illnesses have just occurred i know it's crazy we haven't spoken with you all in like two weeks and you can tell because the numbers disappeared completely yes i had a mild attack in the middle of it <laughs> i was like oh nobody loves us anymore and then i was like um kylie like you haven't put on a new show in two weeks that's like okay maybe yeah, that might be <laughs> we'll reason. see how this week goes we'll see how this week goes mm. but every week i like to start the show by asking our guest which we do not have today so my co-host how has week's been so pete how has your week been um terrible <laughs> <laughs> i've been sick yes so yeah fun so you went down with it last week uh last sunday i think or saturday i think it was yeah um yeah because uh, you called it actually pete we set up to record for our, our listeners at home and our viewers over at twitch.tv forward slash rap reviews uh but we sat down to record pete took one look at me heard me speaking and said nope i'm calling it no we're not doing the show you're sick yeah and he was right and, he was right. Uh, I was like, no. Well, yeah, I looked at you and you were like, I could barely keep your eyes open. Like, you looked like you were all over the place. My whole face, was... face was streaming and mm-hmm. like swollen as well. And it's like, I thought it, I thought it was uh, just allergies. Yeah. That's and what I, you said I was at the bright time. red. And yeah. And you're like, mm, no, I'm calling it. So good intuition. Good call. Cause the next day I couldn't get out of bed. I was very, very, very ill. And oh, I re- yeah. I remember. Yeah, um, and then Pete followed up with the next week getting sick. Yeah, it was about a day later. Yep. So yeah, been fighting that off. So yeah, since I think about Tuesday last week, basically woke up with dizzy spells, and it's not, yeah. not fun. So at least for the first two hours of my day, I've been feeling sick and uh, feeling like I'm going to throw up because of it. So yeah, fun never, times. I'm saying never fun, never fun. No. Anyway, other than that, how's your week been? My week has been jam-packed busy, so busy, that I didn't even get to watch the last episode of The Last of Us. I did. No spoilers. I'm not talking about it. Yep, he did. I did want to mention one thing. Now, remember, I haven't seen the last episode, so, you know. Yeah, we're talking about episode eight. The episode before, yeah, episode eight. There's only one part. Okay. So seven and eight, which we haven't talked about, they were good. They're very, very rushed. I don't like that. But they're still good. Good episodes. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to deviate away and say that Left Behind episode was probably the worst of the season so far for me. Um, That was the... Episode uh, seven. Eight. Oh, seven. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Aw. Riley I liked ba- it. I I'm sorry, it. but Riley barely had any character development outside of "I want to be a firefly." That's it. Um, how so, sorry? How is there a shopping mall on resources that are, are okay. finite? How are they able to light that whole yeah. thing up without Fedra even knowing about it? 
There's inconsistencies I'm... across that entire episode, and it just felt it just felt like, oh, look at the thing, look at the thing, and then wait until the very end till you know exactly what's going to happen. It's like, yeah. Would you have loved it more if it was Street Fighter instead of Mortal Kombat? No, actually, because it just felt like the whole jangling of keys in front of your face sort of. Moment. Oh, I know. It, I I I will admit that I actually do partially agree with Pete on this. There are some plot inconsistencies with well, world building inconsistencies. There's no way they wouldn't know that, and some of that stuff was so well intact. You're like, mm. you know, it's been twenty years. <laughs> yeah, and there's then, there's no way that the the generators or the the electricity is still going there. There's no way that she, uh, sorry, Riley could have at least sorted that out, like in the small space of time that she would have to get a whole shopping mall's um, power up to up to code and scratch. Also, without anyone else figuring it out in a yeah. in a settlement that's just round the corner. Two yeah. and yeah and it lights up and everything. But to be fair, I will say it does mirror very closely the DLC. And of course I find them adorable. I wanted them to win even though I already knew the outcome. <laughs> yeah, I, ha I, had no, I had no issues with the characterizations of each each character outside yeah. of the fact that I felt like Riley didn't really feel much like a character, more a plot device. Yeah, well, I will agree with you. She was a plot device, 100%. She was... A character used to move Ellie's character along. Yeah. Um, which can happen. Uh, which is fine for novels, not so great for television. Mm. But, um, so all in all, I would say it was the weakest episode for me, but it did have a lot of uh, moments. And um, I will say, though, that's when I really noticed the rushness of it. Yeah, so did which I into episode 8 which is rushed start to finish um, uh, yes I would agree uh, there were certain parts of it that were okay-ish yeah they're reaching for emotional payoffs that they haven't earned quite yet no. um, which I hate that they should have they should have given more episodes but I will say there's one uh, one exact moment in the episode that made me kind of... Now, when I say burst out crying for me, I'm not a crier. Uh, so that isn't a... Okay, <laughs> no, I'm it's just like send a little... the shiver, Send the shiver down the spine sort of moment. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, And that is when uh, Ellie runs out after being attacked and then killing the, the guy, the bad guy. Uh, she runs into Joel's arms and he calls her baby girl and I just was like oh. because again I've said it here, I've said it in many of my books and I have said it on all my social medias I didn't have a dad growing up I've never been called anything like that, not mm -hmm. princess, not any of that kind of stuff and so I relate really hard to like Ellie and then when he called Ellie that I was just like ah be a baby girl um, <laughs> I thought that was a beautiful moment and it felt natural that felt earned out of all the stuff now I mean I am partially projecting obviously okay uh, well because I, I have I, I'm very different in that fact because I didn't feel like it was earned at all 
Right, like, oh. so for my my aspect of it is like, yeah, okay, she's had a harrowing experience. Like, take nothing away from there. It's the first yeah. time I felt like there was real power to Bella Ramsey's performance. Actually, is that moment, right? Uh, and I'll right. give it that. So, mm -hmm. uh, but proven all the way through this entire relationship, you have one moment throughout the entirety of the episodes that actually shows that they are developing as a as a pairing. And that was the the bad jokes moment. Yes. And the puns. And, that was so good. But they didn't advance it ever since then, and it just felt it just that that moment to me just felt unearned as a result. I think what they are doing as writers, they as in writers, they're doing a very well. You know what? No, I'm going to say the editors because this is an editing thing, not so much a writing thing. Um. They're making assumptions, which you are never to do for a reader or a viewer, mm -hmm. which is, oh, they can assume that other things have happened that they're not watching. Yeah. The, Something like, else. I'm, oh, I'm watching. I'm rewatching Chuck, which was one of my favorite TV shows. Oh, uh, God, I need to go back and watch that again, oh, actually. It's so good. Like, it's so good. Uh, really like but the anyway. first two seasons of it and never went any further than that because I just uh, lost interest. I kind of fell off on, like, the last season, but I'm I'm now on season two, and I just love it so much. I loved okay. it back then, and I love it now. But they also do this, which is a huge assumption that the reader slash viewer assumes other things have happened. Mm-hmm. You really can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. You are supposed to show, not tell. Yeah, you know? I mean, even even if you don't show, you can have moments of dialogue that call back to certain moments that have happened yeah. as well. And it's good character. Well, it's just good character development, and it just. And I think this is where you've uh, probably where I'd agree with you on the rush side of things is that the character development side of things has been particularly rushed. It's been very rushed. Um, well, that's um, because I'm... they decide to take two episodes out of a nine-episode series to focus on side stories that have absolutely nothing to do with the narrative, despite episode three being one of the better ones in the season. Oh, probably one of the best-written ones. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a failing on HBO's part. They did it with Game of Thrones. They're doing it here again. Um, it's almost like they want to rush to get to season two, and I'm going to tell you straight now... Again, I haven't seen the last episode. I will be watching it either tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, I am not watching season two. I'm just not. I know what season two is. I don't want to watch it. You know, again, maybe I'm projecting my own personal, you know, whole daddy issues. Not the other thing. Yeah. I'm not going through that. You know, it's like. I immediately stopped on Game of Thrones. I immediately stopped watching Game of Thrones on episode... I don't remember what episode it was, but it's the episode where Jamie leaves uh, Brienne. Oh, okay. And Wouldn't I did that because... Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but I did that because I went through that exact... That entire exact thing is exactly what I went through with somebody. And I was like, I don't want to watch this on screen and relive bad things i watch tv to escape yeah so the same identical feeling to season two i watch tv to escape i'm not watching it i'm not putting myself that is torture trauma and i don't i don't do that you know that's not my thing but i i think i hope it does well I, that's not a you know yeah of like course. an indictment on the 
series. It's just that, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I said to you beforehand, I probably wouldn't watch it. I will because I just, I will to a certain degree because I just want to see what happens with the Joel in one at least and how much they change it. If yeah, they change you, it, you report back. I will. You, I think because I, I I'm I'd be curious. You know, I'm I'm open minded enough to say that. If they do it a certain way, maybe I'd go back and watch it. Maybe. Yeah, but... just just remember oh, like, the discussion that we had at the time where I said I'd seen all of what had happened through the leaks and after after the fact, and even I said, narratively speaking, this makes absolutely no sense for Joel's character, despite the it fact doesn't. that I know nothing about this series of games. It's yeah, like... oh, I've never been so angry at a game in my life. Yeah, because it goes like that. I know we're rehashing things here from a discussion previously gone by, but it just makes no sense for Joel as a character to be that deceived by someone. It doesn't. It, it the whole characterization is off, just full stop. And uh, and Ellie's is too. Like, I love that they grew her up and they made her a bit grittier. Yes, but you don't like. If you take me now and me at 12, 14, 16, I'm still me. I'm just a little bit, you know, I have a little bit more confidence now. I'm a little a bit, bit cockier, maybe. A bit mature and a bit, you know, a bit more sure of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still me. I'm still that dumb, naive, optimistic, stupid, dumb, cringe child that I was. That never changed. Yep. And it wouldn't have changed in Ellie either. Um,. Yeah. They turned her into some kind of... And you know what? Okay, one more thing. And then we'll move on, I promise. Okay. You know what's really bothering me about the show? A lot. Go on. Two or three adults tell Ellie she'd be a great leader. No, she effing wouldn't. I'm glad you said that because that was a big criticism I had with it as well. It was like, especially in episode eight where that... like. Okay, episode eight's are probably a little bit different because I think there's like an underlying narrative reason behind that. Be because uh, maybe uh, 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 and it involves a p word and ends in ado, you know, and that's all I'm saying on that one. Oh right, yes, uh, you're right, Pete. You're right about that. Yeah. Um, don't forget in seven the freaking sergeant major dude. Yeah, I know, and that was oh, stupid exactly. as well. Somebody else tells her that. So, I get sorry, my, why I, would she be a good leader when she's going against any, any every directive that's ever given to her as, you know? Like, Ellie is literally me in high school. I was in trouble constantly. I had, was in this thing called in-school suspension, which ISS. Yeah. I was mouthy. I was rebellious. I did my own thing. I was me. Mm. <laughs> Same me that you see before you. No part of me was a leader. I wasn't a follower either. I marched to the beat of my own drummer. You just Ellie is not a leader. Unless you see me as a leader, holy crap, that's terrifying. Mm. <laughs> not unless your idea of leaders is basically saying that everyone just, all they ever do is create bigot sandwiches, you know. Don't, no, it's that throwaway line from The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, okay. Where she get? If you remember where she gets the steak sandwich from the guy who, uh, mm. and it's like, oh, what did you get? Gosh. Did you get sandwiches? Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, I know. That's why I decided to mention it as a stupid throwaway line. But I. So all I'm gonna say is this. 
I'm ba- and now again, again, I am projecting myself onto Ellie because that's what you do. It's main. She's the main character. You do that when you play a video game, as well as watch TV. Um, but having said that, there are some startling similarities. Ellie is not a leader. Ellie is not a follower. Ellie is a lone wolf. If you choose to be in her pack, she's going to be loyal to you, and she's going yeah. to take care of you, and she's going to do everything in her power to make sure you are, you know, the best of the best. You know, and she does that with Joel because mm-hmm. she's in her pack. It's a very small pack. But to put Ellie as a leader of something, which is what they did in, uh, you know, part two, no, you're doomed to failure. Mm-hmm. Don't ever put people like me or Ellie in charge of a group of people because we're all about individuality and taking care of yourself and self-reliance, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So I don't know where those characterizations came from, but they made me stop and go, oh, <laughs> yeah. This ain't good. I don't like this. (laughs) Yeah, also in terms of characterization on the show, there is one thing that's been slightly bugging me about the whole thing is that uh, Ellie is someone who's never ventured outside beyond the walls of Boston's QZ. and She's never known anything other than Fedra basically being there. Turns out that the Fedra at Boston are like the best Fedra of all, like all of them everywhere because all the other ones are scumbag, horrible POSs. Which is but, really cool that they added that, by the way. I do like that. Yeah, I, I do like that aspect of Very it. Very humanizing but element, yeah. My point is she knows nothing beyond the walls, but yeah, mm-hmm. she's the one basically directing Joel the whole way around. Like, But Joel's the one with the experience. Yeah, I mean... I can kind of see what you're saying. Um, And I definitely... I don't know... <sighs> It, there is some characterization that's off. I'm, I'm going to say that. Yeah, now, that's, that, that's a minor said, nitpick more than anything. I'd say more I, than anything. Yeah, I was, I was like, I want to I backtrack and say, having said that, I'm still 100% on the side of this series. It is still the strongest series that's out there right now. Uh, one of the best written ones. You know, I am I'm still want it to succeed. Now, again, I haven't seen the last episode. If it's anything like Game of Thrones, you know, that could totally change my opinion. Uh, well, I'm going to say it now. They changed my opinion on it. I felt like, for me, like, I'm not going to go into details, but I think the first five yeah, minutes no of the spoilers. episode is fantastic. The last or the first? What did you say? Uh, the, fir- the first five minutes of the last episode is fantastic. Okay. Um, okay. It, involves, it involves an incident and a character that we... We would. I don't believe we've met before. Right. Okay. Maybe not in they the ga- in the character. game as well. Right. Okay. But yeah, they it... have characters. I do know that. Sorry. They have added characters. It, you yeah. Know, so this one is a, a new character, I believe. So it's a new angle, but mm-hmm. it's also played by a familiar face. That's all I'm oh, saying. Man. That makes me want to go watch it. Yeah, it was quite it was quite cool to see actually. But there was the only thing about it is there was one incredibly cringy as hell line and I went, Oh I'll be listening for it. You'll look when you when you hear it, you'll know it and I guarantee you'll send a message to me saying, Ugh, cringe. <laughs> heard it. Heard the cringe part. Yeah. But Okay, so that wraps up. Until next week. Next week will be our final. Uh, yeah, let's talk <laughs> the last about it in of us, more last detail. Of us. Uh, yes, um, because I will find some time this week to watch it. But 
that's not the point of this episode. This episode has actually been a few weeks in the making. Pete did a lot of research. I did some research. Let's uh, uh, say uh, probably the reason why I got sick was having to read all of this. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably. I'm joking, it's not really uh, that bad, but hey. I don't know. It it angers me quite a bit, and I have I have stuff pulled up that you know we may end up going over as well. But we're going to start with Pete's stuff because he did. He worked really hard on this. But we are absolutely freaking lootly going to be talking about the uh, Sony versus Microsoft uh, Activision acquisition. Uh, did I say Activision? I did. <laughs> you did Activision acquisition. Um, yeah, that was hard to say. Um, Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, I, I'm kind of mad I ruined that because I did it perfectly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you don't know, and of course you do, because if you listen to this show, you absolutely do know. You know, there's a lot of drama surrounding it. Uh, there's always drama when Sony's involved. Uh, go check our actual drama that we did perform. Um which was redacted for privilege because holy crap, these CEO emails and a whole boatload of emails were released, which is what I have to read if, you know, as we go through this. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Brennan chat just said it's going to be a big one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's. I'm so angry. I'm not going to lie. What I'm going to say before we launch into this and I turn it over to Pete. We know we, we try to chill out on the console wars. Yeah, Pete's our kind of all-rounder. While well, he is a Nintendo fanboy, but he's very open-minded. <laughs> I meant that in a positive way. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Fanboy has a synonymous like has a uh, has a problematic, let's say, okay thing these want... days. So I do not want to be associated fan? with that. I would say fan. I'd say I'd say Nintendo fan would be appropriate. Yeah. He's our Nintendo guy. Put it that way. But I, okay. if you're no, wait, wait, if you're... got a better word. I was just just for okay. enthusiast. I'm the there Nintendo enthusiast. Venus <laughs> Nintendo enthusiast, and I love that. Um, but outside of that, as if you can see, you know, if you're watching us over on Twitch.tv forward slash rap reviews. Mm, uh, <laughs> You can see all the consoles littered behind him uh, type of thing, which you can kind of see on mine as well. But You let's, try. I try. I'm 100% Microsoft Xbox fangirl. Yeah, that's fair. Especially Bethesda. I, I know my failings. No, but having that's, that's the thing. Is you've, you've always laid those cards on the table. You've never I'm made very it. Self- like... Mm-hmm. Oh, this is um, saying myself as well. We made many a joke about my Nintendo-based T-shirts and all that. But yes, I mean, I, I, you guys know that even though I was quite disappointed in the last update of Starfield last year, um, and I've lowered my expectations, I'm still very looking forward to it. Um, Can we because, talk about you know, that quickly? Do you want to? Okay, I mean, it's I want, still. I do kind still, of want to because I was going to say that's still part of this discussion. So oh. yeah. Because, oh my god, what happens this week? We have a history on this show of talking about Starfield, and dad gum it, why can't Kieran be here? <laughs> yeah, I meant, I meant more of the reaction. Yeah. Oh what dear. Do you... Um, 
I'm not saying anything about the game because we didn't see anything about the damn <laughs> game again. I knew that was coming. I um, knew it. More CG <laughs> stuff. It's like, oh, look, this screen off at the side that we're potentially showing you a couple of things. It's just going to be meant for that. No, I meant the reaction to the uh, quote-unquote delay. Yeah. Well, no, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. Um, I was really talking about. Now, again... Coming to all of you, uh, hat in hand, I am, well, that's not the right saying, but I am a Bethesda apologist. I am a, fan, a Bethesda fangirl. Mm -hmm. If they want to take till, was it September? September 6th. Say? Which is a weird date, but okay. Um, it, you know, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm fine with that. But... You have to understand, this thing's been delayed, what, two years now? Because um, it was what? last year it was supposed to come out on so November 11th. 11-11-22, it was supposed to be out. Yeah. Then when they did delay it, they said it was expected. March. No. Oh, I thought Expected it was first half of the year. Well, right, okay. So. Yeah. But then you get a load of people like... Um, and I'm just going to mention the name of the two YouTubers that got called out the most for this was RGT85 and Dreamcast Guy for this one. Oh, Dreamcast Guy, yeah, okay. Yeah, where they both put, like, you know, Starfield delayed again, and they got roasted for it. It was like, where are they wrong? It has been delayed again. I mean, Microsoft and Bethesda said it would come out in the first half of the year, and it's now in... In September, which counts as the second half of the year. It's been delayed again, I mean, then. Technically correct is the best kind of correct, as Futurama told us. <laughs> but that is technically correct. Um, also, Brent says, I'm an Xboxer that also plays on the Switch occasionally. See, it's good to be open-minded, well-rounded. I have no strong opinions one way or the other. Or Futurama. <laughs> the planet neutral neutrals. Um But uh I'm okay with this because I want it to be the best that it can be. Personally because I want to play it, but also because the YouTuber I'm obsessed with currently, Krusty, is gonna do something amazing with it. So <laughs> I need it to be amazing. Um yes. well I want to play the game, which is why it's sort of like I really kind of want it to come out by now, but yeah, I am also one of those kinds of people that's like, please just take time and just make the game good, you know, make it polished, make it interesting, you know. You spend, yeah. I think at this point, if you spent long enough creating the actual game itself, just take a little bit longer to polish it, which is something that, but let's be honest, that Bethesda and Zenimax haven't exactly had the chance to be able to do when they've been self-publishing. So, with the weight of Microsoft now behind them and they're willing to pull the support, whether or not it was, you know, I don't know, whether or not it was pu pulling support from the, a PS5 or PS4 version, we, we'll never know, I don't think, really. But... They've obviously looked at that and gone, let's just pull the resources into an Xbox version. Let's get it out there, but let's make sure that it's something that goes against the grain of the very typical release for Bethesda. 
a janky, buggy mess that requires about five updates to even be playable. And that's why New Vegas stands as my favorite game to this day. Also, Pete, do you want to read what Deadbeat said? <laughs> um, he said, I like idiots who post pictures of their shocked face reactions being called out. Get a real job. Yeah, they're annoying. They're really yes, annoying. Yes, thumbnails. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's it's the worst. And to be fair, the two that I called out for that also had those kinds of thumbnails as well. And it was kind of pathetic. I'm so over those. Like, I tend to... Pa you know, I'm absolutely obsessed with YouTube, if you don't know. Um, but I tend to pass over any thumbnails that has actual humans in them. Yep. Uh, uh, also, the, the, the convention of my brutally honest thoughts on a game. Well, isn't that what a review oh. should be anyway? Yeah, exactly. Were you telling me that you weren't honest before? Clearly not. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't I'm call okay it with brutally them. honest reviews. I call it my reviews. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and actually, Brent, uh, um, I, okay, that's an interesting yeah. opinion. Okay, so that? I let the first uh, delay slide with the pandemic and all, but it, even I, stretching it for me now. I agree, actually. I think for me, again, uh, stalwart uh, Bethesda fangirl from Days of Yore uh if they uh doing rhyming slang deadbeat and you're northern irish anyway <laughs> and also uh, he definitely knows how to derail something with you clearly yes i need to like focus <laughs> but uh if they did another extension after september then they would start being with me they would start being like mm, okay this game's dead in the water, you yeah, know. If it gets delayed nuke, beyond, nuke forever. Yeah, if it gets delayed <laughs> beyond September, then I think yeah, it might be a little bit more on the side of mm -hmm. yeah, it's probably not. But I do wonder point. though. I wonder if it has anything to do, and I don't know because I haven't looked this up. This is the tequila talking. I wonder if it has anything to do with programming for the um, the S. You know that came out recently. Yeah, I I know, and just I'm not. I'm not 100% certain on that. I think, personally, I think some of it is an excuse. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean... Now, see, I'm... I'm Now, what Deadbeat just said, that's where I'm at. And that's what we were just talking about. Like, I'm 100%. P, if you want to read that, that's yeah, actually... Uh, I think as it was, it was never dated a second time. I didn't feel like it was a real delay. Yeah, it wasn't dated, but it was it stated to be first half of the 2023. But it's weirdly, to me, again, just to me, this feels more definitive than the vagueness of last year. Yeah, I so agree. So it feels like a delay to me, but if it goes past December, it will feel like a delay that kind of makes me nervous. What do you mean think. September? Did I say, what did I you say? You said December. Oh, goodness. Hello, tequila. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> September. Um, I figured as much. Yeah. But, Pete, okay, so we're going to move past Starfield, even though that's still kind of in our oeuvre of what we're talking about. Uh, Pete, take the reins, because we're going to talk about this Activision acquisition and Sony's role in it. Holy crap. I'm so mm. angry. <laughs> oh, I know you would be, but I think a lot of people have tended to get a little bit frustrated on this one. Uh, for... Lion Jim Ryan. Uh, I'm turning yeah, into so... Donald Trump. 
Look, I'll be honest with you. Like a lot of what's going on here is mostly going to be a timeline of events of as as of when yeah. the deal was announced, and it's more of a summarization of all the events because we, I have we the haven't emails. really discussed it too much apart from news articles. So I think yeah. what we said at the time is that we wanted to wait for it to more to develop. We that know, was our was yeah take time. We always knew it, so let's wait for more information. Yeah, because people were asking, oh, when are you going to do an episode? Because, again, me being a Bethesda fangirl and, you know, Microsoft Xbox and all this kind of stuff. You know, oh, when's this? And Pete and I discussed it and we were like, no, we're going to sit on it a bit until we yeah. get a bit more. And yeah, then yeah, we, we did. All, yeah, I think the thing was is that we always knew that it was going to go, like, to the point where it was probably going to get the antitrust lawyers involved. And I stuff didn't. Like that. This like, is the most straightforward acquisition that has probably ever been in the history of ever. If you go back a year or two years ago, you'll hear me say, eh, they're just doing it as a courtesy. It's just a blah, blah. It's going to go straight through. Because there's literally nothing in this that would ever flag an antitrust law. Until you read the emails, which I have, but we're going to start with Pete's timeline first. Yes, anyway, so uh, I want you to recall your minds back, and I know it mm -hmm. might feel like ages ago now, but to January the 18th, 2022, oh, the Wayne's World moment, mm -hmm. uh, where obviously the news was broke uh, across not just gaming publications, but made it to mainstream news articles, including BBC or News were covering it too. Yep, that's right. It appeared on, on the BBC News coverage for the day at six, on the 6 o'clock news, which was quite ridiculous. It was, yeah. So, the notice of intention to purchase uh, was leveraged by Microsoft and announced via the X, uh, Xbox Wire blog for a fee of just less than $69 billion. 68.7 to be nice. specific. Nice. So... Obviously, first initial reactions to to the news as and when you heard it, I want to know. What specifically the well, just the general idea, like just the news as it came out, and you thinking like, what what was your reaction to it? Uh, well, like overall, I, again, we talked about it, you know, before. I thought it was just very straightforward. Mm -hmm. I thought, and I still believe. They have to get rid of the goblin. What's his face? Uh, yeah, we'll cover that in a bit. But, you know, yeah, but that was my first my first thought. I thought, oh, this is PR. Yeah, this so is I'll definitely start... a... Annoyingly enough, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I forgot his fine. name there. I was like, yeah. I wanted to, like, get rid of it out of my mind, and clearly I oh, nearly God. did. Yes. Yeah, Bobby Scrotic. <laughs> I was, I 100% believed at the time, and I still believe this, which is, uh, oh, this acquisition is 100% to, because Activision Blizzard was going down the toilet. It was. Like, Overwatch 2 was nowhere on the horizon, and the PR of, of Blizzard and then Activision was so bad. I was like, they can't do anything but sell to Microsoft. I think, and so, yeah, it was I very logical. Um, but I thought, oh, the wonderful Father Phil, who I love and adore to this day, I still love him. I just read these emails and I just love him more. Um, 
it, I thought, oh, he'll he'll get rid of Kodak uh, immediately. Well, come to find out, there's a, a like a clause in the yeah. contract you can't get rid of him. Oh, the old golden parachute. And him. I hate him. <laughs> but um, so my initial thoughts were: this is a PR thing. It's a PR move. It's good for Microsoft. It's good for Activision because Activision will be no more if it continues at the route that it was at. Mm -hmm. Still can't believe anything has happened the way it has. But anyway, yes, that was my initial thoughts. Mm. So to set the scene, I remember um, a couple of phones pinging off at work whilst I was whilst I was there at the time. And the sudden hearing of the words, what the hell, were just ringing around at the time. Oh, Not even amongst yeah. the gamers, amongst those who were business inclined as well. Because they would get, mm -hmm. obviously they were getting notifications through major publications like BBC, like I said. And Bloomberg, yeah. And Bloomberg and all of that. It's like, this is one of the, one, one of the very few times where you would see a major gaming news story break mainstream news absolutely that was stunning when that happened yeah i was like, so cool. <laughs> it, it was quite interesting that by the time that uh, an hour after this had been announced i'd already had four conversations with four separate people about it and they weren't necessarily gamers right which was more of the interesting side for it for me is how big this became. This, even to the point where this became the like, even in principle, the biggest acquisition like in terms of monetary value to date. Right. Well, I mean, tell Musk why Twitter. But yes, wrong because that was only forty-four billion. This is still more than it. Really. Yeah. Right. It was forty-four, around forty-four billion. Right, that's true. So yeah, still. I'm not good at math. <laughs> Which is I, not true. I'm, I'm going to agree with Dead Pete. Whilst the amount wasn't as big, it was uh, as big as a deal oh, as yeah. them buying Rare. Which I remember that Nintendo was stupid to ever let them go. Right. That's a different show, but yes. That is a very different show. Anyway, let's move on because we've got a lot of cover and a lot of time. Not a lot of time. Funny oh, that yeah. because we've got about a year's worth of events to cover in 30 minutes. So, uh, time machine. this one feels like an April Fool's joke, but hey-ho, April 1st, 2022. The US oh, senators yes. raised concerns surrounding the purchase, including... Couldn't believe it. We have to worry about the billionaires, not the millionaires now, Bernie Sanders. Um, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, and Sheldon Whitehouse, and they sent a letter to the FTC or the Federal Trade Commission to those outside of the US to investigate further. And that's when I made my infamous statement of, eh, that won't be a big deal. I'll just go right, right through. Yeah, like this yeah. is just, this is formality. Yeah, I mean... What the heck was I thinking? I think some people probably did think that it was just going to go through with no bother. Like, they've always raised concerns. Like, I was around... Okay, so I've always been into business... I've always been a business-minded person, even since... I mean, it's probably the autism, let's not be honest... I mean, let's be honest here. But since I was tiny. And uh, so I remember... 
<laughs> Nobody else our age remembers this. Mm -hmm. When Microsoft came up with the antitrust thing, which was in the like late 90s, I think. Who were they trying to purchase at the time? Now that bit, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'll try and find out while she's talking. But, yeah, because that would be interesting. I think it had something to do with telephone service, but I can't remember. Um, but I just remember, like, watching this, you know, even as a teenager, being like, oh my gosh, you know, Microsoft could be, uh, you know, completely disbanded and broken up, and it could be a company no more, and stuff like that. Like, I was obsessed with that kind of crap. Because I was a very nerdy child. <laughs> but, um... And so I still had this kind of thing in that subconscious. So when this came up, for me, it was like, this is just a formality. Eh, it's not a big deal. It's happened before. Microsoft already went, you know, they went to court. They brought Microsoft up on antitrust charges. And uh, it, you know, didn't stick. Apparently they were trying to monopolize the personal computer market. Maybe that was it. Because Microsoft saying at the time, which you can see this works for Game Pass as well, which is a computer in every home. A yeah. personal computer in every home. That's business strategy from a business point of view. I'm like so behind that. Um, from a socialist point of view, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, having like lived through that, uh, been a weird autistic child obsessed with that kind of stuff as soon as bernie sanders did his thing who i'm not a big fan of but you know whatever <laughs> i was like eh, it's just a formality we're just having a repeat it'll never it'll never stick um pete you can read chat was it uh yeah i will read those couple of bits uh so brent put, i think uh, microsoft was confident it would go through too so he was too yeah. And exactly. He's confirmed 100%. as well. It says, yeah, they only made uh, they only made software up until then. Well, kind of. They were involved in some hardware, but not a lot. It wouldn't but, have been much. Yeah. But they they wanted to buy a manufacturer of PCs, so that's probably where that came into. Do y'all remember the Zune? Anyway. Um... Funnily enough, I had a friend who was big on the Zune rather than the iPod. I had to explain uh, because it came yeah. up on Chuck. What? Yeah, no, I was just trying to remember. Yeah, it definitely was oh. the Zune or the Creative Zen or something like that. Well, because I put Chuck on during work hours, mm -hmm. my intern, who is only 18, just turned 18, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Chuck that they're like, what? Like flip phones and all this kind of stuff. And then they mentioned the Zune and they were like, What's a Zune? And I was like, oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Microsoft should be in the MP3 iPod game. Look, flip phones are now making a return. I don't know if you've seen them. Are they really? They no, are. I haven't. They are. I had a side uh a side sidekick. I had a sidekick and I loved it. Sidekick is the one where the, the keyboard got out. Yeah, and you could type on the keyboard. Yeah. Oh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, let's move on because it's, another, it's another few months of basically nothing happening because this is how mm -hmm. the deal has basically come to be. It so. really straightforward. It was very straightforward in the beginning. It, nothing weird happened at first. Yeah. So I'm just going to briefly touch upon this one. So 24th of August 2022. 
Uh, Xbox creates a website that outlines the benefits of the acquisition, highlighting its vision for gaming. Phil Spencer, he's so, so amazing. So I'm not <laughs> touching on that one because that's kind of pointless. We've all seen, probably all seen the website. We all knew what was going to happen yeah. about it. But this, this is where things start getting interesting, obviously. And I know mm -hmm. I apologize to everyone who's already followed most of this to the very letter because this is going to be boring as all hell. But hey ho, let's do it. We have to review this. it. Yeah, exactly. So September 1st. Um, this is where Phil Spencer starts specifically talking about Call of Duty. So he states that Call of Duty, along with other properties such as Diablo and Overwatch, will still launch day and day on other platforms, mm -hmm. including PlayStation, as well as Game Pass. Yep. Well, I'm afraid to say, Phil, that was a damn lie. Which part? Which Overwatch Where's the lie? Two. Did Overwatch 2 not go on PlayStation? I don't think it did. Oh, I didn't pay attention because, again, hardcore Overwatch player attempted to play Overwatch 2, felt nothing, and then I dropped it. Well, I mean, um, I might have done, but I don't ever remember anyone ever talking about a PlayStation version of Overwatch 2. It, it might not. I'm going to be honest. I don't know because, obviously, I play Overwatch on PC, or I used to. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I sometimes... Play it. You'll see me kind of fiddle around on the Xbox. Sometimes I play Overwatch 2 on the Xbox. Yeah. I just try it every time thinking, okay, maybe this will be the time that it's really good. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you um, know so me. I, 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 I played. Uh, oh, okay. It is free to okay. play. That. So, thanks for clarifying, but Dead Pete, I may have got the inaccuracies there. But, yeah, I just... You never saw any discussion about the other platforms. It was always a free-to-play... You know, and it's on Game Pass and all that sort of thing. You never heard anything outside of that, really. Uh, so, so, well, I'll be honest. I think I I originally said Overwatch Two is never coming out. You can go back. You can hear me say I that several that. times. Yeah, I really honestly believed that. And then when Overwatch Two came out, it was such a like lame duck. It was so. It just wasn't like. There was no reason for it to come out. I'm not sure why they released it. I'm sure it has something to do with this acquisition. Probably to show that it could go on PlayStation as well, you know? Probably. Um, it It's not a good game. I'm sorry. It's not. It is yeah. nothing. Okay. Nothing new. It brings nothing new to the table. Um, yeah. But I think it was a strategic, if I'm honest, I think it was a strategic move on their part to show, oh, we can release stuff that's on PlayStation as well. Probably. You know. Yeah. Anyway, so week later, so 7th of September, this is where the fighting starts. Oh, goodness. Uh, yes. We like the fight. So Jim Ryan finally decides to weigh in on this. Get my emails pulled I mean, up. Uh -huh. I mean, no, nobody really cared what he thought anyway. It's Lion Ryan, uh, but hey. Lion Ryan. Uh, as head of PlayStation Studios, I guess he has to weigh in on it somehow. So he weighs in on the acquisition, stating that Xbox promise of Call of Duty coming to PlayStation is inadequate on many levels, which is a quote, by the way. Uh, uh -huh. So he was commenting to GamesIndustry.biz, and uh, I quote... After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inaccurate or inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact of our on our gamers. And that was in regards to the promise of the three years after the purchase. Uh, do I want to read this? 
do. Okay. Perfect. Um, uh, Deadbeat Punk has put Phil's fist and Jim's ass were getting married. Yeah, it's true. I and I have Jim's uh, emails here to add to that, Pete. Please when do. you're ready. Go on. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, these only recently came to light, but these are the emails that were out at the time. Well, not out; they were being sent at the time. Uh, what is this because of the uh, the fact that this is now in the? It's sport. now open records. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? F O Y Freedom of Information. Uh, Freedom Act? of Information Act. Yeah. So, uh, Jim Ryan said back in February, uh, in uh, a closed what, door meeting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, 2022. Yes. Uh, back in February, when meeting with EU antitrust chief Margaret Vestager, I don't know how to say that, in Brussels. It's not clear what the meeting entailed, <laughs> but uh, in his words, Jim Ryan's words, Lion Jim Ryan, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. That was said in the arbitration meeting. Wow. Okay. Absolutely insane. And then it goes on to say, he goes on to say, I'm sorry. This makes me so angry, Pete. I'm trying not to be angry. Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only when the game's final level or later up or after later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty. Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is most often purchased in just the first few weeks of release. If it became known that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox, Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second-class or less competitive venue. That is such dirty, dirty, underhanded, yeah. whatever. Yes, there is because I'm going to bring I'm going to bring this up uh, coming from Tweet Town, uh, which is uh, mm -hmm. written by Derek Strickland. He's a decent enough uh, reporter. I've I seen. I follow him on mm -hmm. Twitter. Actually, he's decent enough. Okay, so I'm, yeah. I so he's actually written an article that came out um, on December 24th. Actually, it's been updated several times since then. But the top six. First party PlayStation franchises by numbers. So this is the thing that obviously Lion Ryan decides that he, you know, is a big problem because take away Call of Duty and PlayStation doesn't sell anything. Well, uh, to say the Horizon uh, series and the, the the Forbidden West numbers were not reported as of the time was twenty plus million copies, and that's just for Zero Dawn. Uh, mm -hmm. God of War, the God of War reboot series, 28.1 million, and that's as of November 2022, so barely even taken into account Ragnarok's 10 plus million yeah. sales since then. Um, kept intentionally a secret, by the way, for our audience. Sorry? They kept that intentionally a secret from the public. You know, they yeah, couldn't Yes, they did. Uh, and then The Last of Us, including 1 and 2, that's not even, and this is as of June 2022 as well. So the not including remake? last, not including Last oh, okay. of Us one remake. So right, not even okay. including the PC sales either. Thirty million. Uh, Spider Man, including twenty eighteen and Miles Morales as of June twenty twenty two, thirty three million. Uncharted series forty one million. And the top. This might, I, I would say, this might be surprising right. to some. What do you reckon? Mm -hmm. 
the top one. Um, wow, I don't actually know because I would have put Spider-Man at the top. Okay. Think long-running franchise. On Sony? Yeah. Zack Boy? Nope. Gran Turismo. What? Oh, wow. Of course, that's... I used to be a Sony fangirl, for those who don't know. Yep. I switched Allegiance, you know, okay. at three. Uh, and Gran Turismo was my... I loved Gran Turismo. Sure. So, loved. as of December 2022, 90 million copies of Gran Turismo series. I just want to say, and I have said this on previous episodes, and I stand by this. When all of this stuff was going on, and with those numbers in mind... Here's the difference between Phil Spencer and Lion Jim Ryan. And yeah, I know. I'm projecting and calling him Lion Jim Ryan. Yeah, I know. Phil Spencer was like, Sony doesn't need us. Sony is amazing. Sony is beautiful. Stop. Sony is stop. great. What? Because <laughs> I want to stop you there because it brings up my next point. Okay, okay, yes. You go so ahead. Let me, just, let me just hit into this with this quote. So as of so the 12th of October, so we're jumping ahead by about a month here. The right. C the Competition and Markets Authority, also known as the CMA in the UK, voices its right. concerns about the deal. This was the first warning shot across the bow where I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> something's going on. Yeah, so uh, Microsoft and Xbox as a whole decided to make a statement regarding this, and this is why I stopped you here, because mm -hmm. the quote reads... The suggestion yeah. that the incumbent market leader with clear and enduring market power could be foreclosed by by the third largest provider as a, res as a result of losing access to one title is not credible. Yep. It's true. Like, they're not wrong. This is just facts. Yeah, Which... as proven by the numbers that I've just showed you there. Exactly. Like, do you think it was easy for Microsoft to come out and say, well, two things, which this might be interfering with Pete's timeline, but two things. Sony sells better than us, and two, we don't make any money off of Game Pass. Do you think that was easy? That's not very easy at all. You had no, to publish that. No, because it undercuts their basically their entire business. Game Pass does yeah. not make money, so why are people going to take money from Microsoft as a result if it doesn't make money? Right. You know, it's a it's, weird it, one. It's not a great look. No, and also... Uh, for the, the public, not for but, the behind-the-closed doors. Of course, and then the fact that Microsoft and the Xbox as a whole have said that they're the third largest provider. Right, exactly. So and they, that was very convenient. They stalled ground behind Nintendo then, and everyone... Mm -hmm. and then, But yet, the gaming industry as a whole, and it's proven by the fact that obviously... Even the CMA and the FTC have basically kind of discounted Nintendo across this entire whole thing. And it's they just have. the big two, as according to them. And it's weird, because everyone always goes, Microsoft and Sony. But Nintendo are never usually in that equation, yet the Switch has sold well over 110 million units. Well, it's like, and then we'll get to Brent's comments, because they do mm. apply to this. Yes, they do. But it's it, it it's like people how do i phrase this uh phil spencer is incredibly intelligent well let me say his team is incredibly intelligent he's a mouthpiece i love him but he's a mouthpiece for a team that's behind him of course um 
So, I don't know, I hit my elbow. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the background behind all of this, uh, Microsoft was still going ahead. Again, let me pause here and say we did an episode on this called Redacted for Privilege, where we read the emails from Epic, where we discovered that Microsoft had a deal with Nintendo. We now know what that deal is, which is the cloud gaming as years. I will get to that in a bit as well. Okay. So I won't I won't harp too much on that because that's coming up. But it goes to show you Microsoft has never discounted Nintendo as a player in this. Never. Sony has discounted it from day one. Well yeah, and yeah. Uh, sorry, just to sort of cut in there. No, you go because ahead. it's pro yeah, uh, it's know. also proven the fact that when it came the came to be the situation a couple of years ago, and I'm gonna mention this because most gamers' minds are don't tend to remember about a few years ago, let alone five minutes ago. Um, uh, remember the whole crossplay incident? Yes. Who was yes. the one that was had the most kickback on it, and who was the one who was refusing? Hmm. The one I... who were pretty much archaic in terms of online. No, that's Nintendo. Well, oh wait, it was PlayStation and no. Sony and Jim Ryan. I was gonna say we read the emails out loud for anyone that's interested. Sony did not want crossplay. They were stubborn about it. For especially Fortnite is our, you know, cuz we were specifically mm. talking about Epic at the time. Yeah. They were so adamant against crossplay. I don't know what Jim Ryan is thinking. I never know what he's thinking. He doesn't think like a businessman. So I I he thinks like a narcissist, I think. I, I don't know, so. you're not supposed to say that about people, but <laughs> I cannot figure out what his train of thought is, where he's going with this, because all he's done is try and keep PlayStation in this bubble. PlayStation is not going to be able to survive in a bubble as we're going forward with all mm. of these new technologies. Micro First of all, we've said this before. The technology that's in the PlayStation is built by Microsoft. The cloud gaming that everything is going to is Azure. I think that's how you say that. Azure. <laughs> yeah. Which is a Microsoft product. Why Jim wants an outward facing uh, appearance of Sony being in this, you know, this, this, this bubble. I'm not sure why. He doesn't play well with others. And I think it's the detch to the detriment of Sony. Mm. And I'm surprised that the powers that be at Sony, specifically Sony America, but I mean all of Sony, have let him continue this route. I'm I'm very confused by this. I am. Pete, do you want to uh, read yes, the comments? I will. Uh, I was actually trying to find an image for something that kind of oh, was right. going to help with that. Can't find it. But I remember a certain image from a fair few years ago when someone from PlayStation Studios was still involved, oh, not goodness. Jim Ryan. Do you happen to remember uh, that moment with unified gamers across the world at the Game Awards a few years ago when Sean Layden, Phil Spencer, and Reggie Feasum all appeared together on stage to talk so about the, cool. the greatness of games? Oh, that was a very cool moment. I thought we were going to go forward from that moment. We've we only gone backwards. 
We've only gone backwards. Okay, let me just get these comments. And then, uh, so Brent put, I think they focus too much on Call of Duty without uh, considering the existence of Battlefield, Fortnite, and other um, free to, I guess that's supposed to be free to play shooters or yeah. uh, like Apex Legends or Splitgate. Uh, mm -hmm. Even PlayStation admits that they would go bankrupt without Call of Duty, or they are so short-sighted that they can't believe a shooter can become more popular than Call of Duty, like Fortnite. I mean, and then Phil Spencer counters with, uh, you won't go bankrupt without Call of Duty, but also we're not taking Call of Duty away from you. No, we're... we're and we're, then Jim... Yeah, well, okay, and then I was like, and then Jim counter countering with, oh, Microsoft might release it buggy. First of all, let me just say this, because <laughs> that made me so angry. Um, two things. One, if Microsoft was to intentionally release a Sony version of Call of Duty that was buggy, they could be brought up on ethics charges because the U.S. does have ethics in business. Charges. Yeah, is it, isn't it something to do with un, unfair practices and unfair uh, practices? You, yes, you know, shipping. Uh, it's about shipping like an unfinished product, and it's we do we don't have much consumer protection, sadly, but we do have some, especially against the bigger stuff. That would be a liability to them. And then number two, that's so low. That's so. Why would they do that? Why would Microsoft ruin their PR image? To release a like, that would be like me. I'm a printer. For those that don't know, that would be like me printing very bad quality shirts, and then shipping them to I don't know a local you know, football team, and that would reflect on me, mm. not the football team. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. Like, why would I ever do that to myself? Microsoft wouldn't do that to themselves. That doesn't make sense. There's no logic yeah. in that. And you also have to consider as well is that Microsoft have been pulling up their reputation ever since the disastrous launch of the Xbox One in 2013. Oh, that any, yeah. any incidents of them releasing shoddy products, even to the point of a Starfield delay, has pretty yeah. much hit them hard. So people are looking for reasons to go back against the Microsoft again. But Phil Spencer like, is doing his best to obviously try oh, and yeah. make Xbox and Microsoft as a whole that, you know, that beacon as such in the gaming division, you know, to show that they are learning their lesson, they're making changes, and they're they're mm -hmm. trying to think about gamers in with the gamers in mind. They've they kind of have started doing that a lot more. The Xbox One X sort of helped with that. Okay. Oh, that. The Series Cute. X and the S launch hasn't exactly been swimming, let's be honest. You know, so yeah. They're, they're taking a bit of a reputational hit recently and with with, with yes and Infinite no. and the lack of, uh, yeah. the lack of major, major first-party exclusives in 2022 as well. So all of this is just all stuff that's just... It's not really helping Microsoft as such. I... Yeah, like, Pete makes a very good point uh, that I also want to express that when Xbone came out, for those who don't remember and who are too young to remember because Pete and I are very old. <laughs> Gaming enough, year I remember before. watching that initial oh. reveal and I went, what the hell <sighs> is this? A hundred percent. When they said, they sealed their fate when they said, it has to be always on. 
Do you know who stepped up? Big fail. So, yeah, exactly. Thank freaking goodness. I mean, we already had to mess around with, was it PlayStation 4 that had to be always on? Um, no, no, no. Was no. it? No. Uh, PlayStation it was, 4, uh, PS4, actually, it was that at that e3 in 2013 they, they countered took the, it they took the yeah. shots at um Microsoft that's right that. they flipped the narrative that was it playstation came because i had switched my loyalties from playstation to xbox because xbox 360 blew my mind i'm yeah. sorry at the time it did it did with me it as well like, I, it was i didn't get a ps3 console. before i didn't get a ps3 before 360 i went straight for 360 i went 360 first and then ps3 afterwards yes and even to this day i, I would play the 360 over the ps3 although the ps3 is a good machine i'm not saying that um, it isn't third party games a shaky launch. uh third party games ran better on the early days of the 360 it got better yes. on the ps3 as it went on it, yeah ps3 did eventually come up you know but the point is, when that Xbox E3 thing happened, like PlayStation flipped it. Well, I should say Sony, but PlayStation, yeah. they flipped it on its head, and they were like, "Ah, you don't have to always be on." You know, they saw the gap in the market and they filled it. Then Phil Spencer comes in for uh, Xbox, and he turns everything around. But there was a point when the PS4 came out. Where Sony was the quote good guys. You shouldn't do good versus bad guys in console wars. No, but that's how it was at the time. But it did. It really did because it took all of us like we were like always on. What? That you can't. That's not fair. You know? Because like even me, I was in East Texas uh, at the time of that E3. I moved shortly after that. My internet connection was so shoddy and so bad. Like, I would not be able to be always on. I could no. barely stream, you know, South Park on Netflix at the time without it hiccuping. Um, so I knew that, like, my video game experience was going to be bad. Yeah. Of course, I moved here, and that's when I got the X-Bone. Um, but the point being that Sony took that opportunity, and I think that was, was that before Jim Ryan? That was before, wasn't it? Uh, yes, that was so. still when Sean so. Layden was still. In. Yeah, yes, it was because again they they did the gaming awards that year, the following one. Uh, yeah, that was such a great year. Twenty eighteen was a great year in gaming. <laughs> um, the point being uh, that um, PlayStation just they put Jim Ryan in, and we went from this you know, kind of like they spun the narrative around to, you know, oh, we don't have to be always on. We're on for the little guy. We're there. We're there. Blah, blah, blah. To what the heck is happening now? Jim Ryan saying, oh, what if Microsoft sh ships a uh, lesser product to us? That is a something that a CEO actually said in an arbitration meeting. Oh, That's not a joke. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah. Absolutely floored by that. Absolutely floored. Indeed. Anyway, let's move back to the timeline, shall we? Mm-hmm. Because things start getting... We'll start getting a bit more spicy. <sighs> Jeez, so, I'm already hot, Pete. I'm like... <gasps> I know. So, um, 
we we fast forward to Halloween of 2022. Mm, yes. Cool. And it's not spooky. Remember it well. Although Phil Spencer's choice of podcast to go on was a little spooky at the time. That uh, interesting, yes. It's called the Same Brain Podcast. I was like, Pete, maybe we should try. Remember that? I was like, Pete, you should reach out and see if we can get. I remember. They're on ours. I didn't remember. <laughs> I didn't remember to even message. Um, so he goes on the Same Brain Podcast and said, so long as there is a PlayStation to ship to, Xbox will ship Call of Duty to Sony consoles. Yes. So I am also then going to say uh, state that 11 or 12 days later, on the 11th of November, um, uh, it was reported by the New York Times that Microsoft uh, offered a deal to Sony to keep uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation yes. for a further seven years beyond the current yes. three years that they were offering, so to take it to that, that ten years, uh, as well as talking, just briefly talking, with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to their platforms. Yep. So they were very they were well reiterating their their pledge to state mm-hmm. that they will bring Call of Duty to every platform. They would not have any exclusivity reasons behind it there might be some yep. there might be some activision blizzard games that would go but call of duty would not be one of them yeah which is obviously the whole crux of the issue we all knew what the crux yeah. of the issue was always going to be because it was the thing that was mentioned the very first when once the deal was made is how do well, you turn like... call of duty exclusive well it, it it's like they knew like it was quite transparent. You could see straight through it, what Microsoft was doing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't wrong. You know, it, they needed to do this. It's almost performative, like, to say, oh, uh, Call of Duty has, you know, seven years, or what, we, we promised that. You know, it was performative. Like, they didn't need to do that, but they had to do it for the CMA. Mm, which is I don't quite... even think they just had to do it for the CMA. I think, really? had they not done it, I think a lot of gamers would have probably lost faith in them too. You know, I hadn't thought of that aspect, Pete, but you're right. I hadn't thought of that. I was being a little bit more cynical and thinking it was strictly performative for the CMA, but you're right. They did have also to, you know, to show faith, uh, you know, for their, uh, for their audience, which is us, the gamers. Yeah, I think the thing is, is that because it's a... Uh, it's specifically a uh, a franchise that they have not created themselves. That if they were to rip it away and sort of go, this is an exclusive thing now on, from now on, mm-hmm. you're not going to have it on PlayStation. You're not going to have it on Nintendo. You're not going to have it elsewhere. Then the amount of backlash that they would have got would have been catastrophic for them. I think it's I all think well so. and good then buying right. Activision Blizzard for sixty nine billion dollars, but if nobody, if they don't nice. get those five hundred million sales that you usually get for Call of Duty across all platforms, then it's seen as a failure. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this, and yeah, I know this is gonna get some pushback from our audience. With the latest iterations of Call of Duty, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not don't saying anything it. about that at all. I don't get it. Like, it's not that great. It's okay. But as a person who is a FPS, you know, multiplayer mm. lover, yep. uh, it's not that great. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, so I'll bring this up because I was sat, sat in the pub on Friday night after work yes, with a couple, you were, of my, yes. a couple of my boys, you know, the, the yep. old lot that I used to work with. 
and one of them happened to mention was like oh why haven't we jumped on warzone 2 at any point recently oh, and i just uh, my words were because it sucks it sucks it does <laughs> i'm sorry and, and he's a staunch call of duty player and he went yeah you're right we should just go back to warzone 1 and be like Probably. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Warzone was awesome. It was okay. I still think there's some better ones. Now, I again, let's be honest. I'm going to be very, you know, lay my cards on the table. Battlefield is my, you know, that's where I am at. So I'm always going to kind of, you, know, you know, just being honest here. But, I mean, and Modern Warfare was great. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, like, don't get me wrong. It's okay. Yeah, there's never. I wouldn't say there's anything inherently wrong with it. It plays like it's not overly right. buggy or anything like that. It's just no, no, it's the, the meta game and the general sort of rules to it that they've changed between one and two just haven't gone down well with some people. And I, I didn't like some of the, the maps that they included. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I of course can't speak for all no. FPS players, but for me, they didn't. You know. Again, maybe if I had a squad, it would change, but um, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not seeing anything about this particular iteration no. that uh, PlayStation, specifically Jim Ryan, is just like, ah, I want to hold on to it. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know what I the agree. cells are like, but I, I'm not getting it. I'm just not getting it. Okay. Right, yeah. we'll move on. So 8th of December, okay. 2022. So we're getting close to Christmas, but the fighting still continues. Mm -hmm. it. Give it a rest. Anyway, so the FTC or the Federal Trade Commission. Oh yes. I this is where this. they finally leverage their papers to sue Microsoft to block the purchase. So this is a weird one. We all went. Why are they suing them? No, this is just normal practice, isn't it? It's it's basically to try and block the deal. It is. And so, so and I I believe I said at the time. On one hand, it's normal, but on the other hand, it's not normal. Which is weird, I know, but okay. like it's it's not out of the norm to do it, but there was no reason to do it. No, that there way. wasn't. All right, so yeah. they uh, they sued sued Microsoft to block purchase uh, oh. with their press release stating that Xbox could, and I quote, harm competition in high performance game gaming consoles and subscription services by denying oh. or degrading rivals' access to its popular content. Where they cited the purchase of Zenimax. Yes. Would you know had me on alert because I love Zenimax. <laughs> oh, <I know. clears throat> that was interesting. But then four days mm -hmm. later, Phil Spencer decides to do the rounds on the podcast trips again, this time coming to his second request, which is weird. So makes an appearance on a second podcast, which is called Second Request. Yeah. Uh, stating that PlayStation wants to, and I quote protect their dominance by making Xbox smaller. And wasn't around this time that PlayStation did a PlayStation Direct and it was so lackluster. Like, they didn't even put any heart into it. They didn't put any announcements into it. Uh, I don't like... think it was around the December time. I think it was... Are you it sure? Was, it was... I. I might be incorrect i don't i don't remember it was not long after that if you know it well, might have been january we've had one, we're in march now we've had one in february which I, there wasn't a lot to that one if i'm honest right 
Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of, but I did think it was earlier in the year. They yeah. they did have one a little bit earlier on in the year that I thought was quite solid, but I think that was in like June time, maybe yeah. before that. Because right. yeah. I remember you saying it, and me and Kieran looking at you like, yeah, because that's because you were both we're Xbox fan people. Oh, I know, but that's but for <laughs> me, it, like... was de- it was decent because they showed some pretty decent games. They showed off a lot about Street Fighter Six. They showed um, right. Right. Oh, um, that's right. Uh, they showed off Stray like properly, like as well, and said that it was coming to their new subscription service. So I thought that's it was right. a strong showing, actually, to some degree. It's also a good episode to go watch. I don't remember what episode that is. I think it's one of Kieran's last ones. I think uh, it might have been, but yeah, me trying to defend Sony, yeah. like a Sony state of play. Kieran to, was like, uh, to, I was like, two Xbox fans, and they're. they're I, I specifically remember what I said as well. I said it was one of the best state of plays I've seen, and you were like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> I, I was like looking around, but Kieran was all right. He was like full on. Mm. Mm, I know. I remember that. <laughs> it is one of our funniest videos. Uh, poor, poor, poor audio audience. You can't hear what I'm doing, but uh, oh, our literal facial expressions. Face. Yeah, it was yeah, the scowling face. From our ex Xbox lovers and Pete saying, "Oh, this was a the best Sony PlayStation." <laughs> mm. Anyway, so uh, Brent's chimed in with a couple of comments. He says um, it's probably more about the cut PS the the cut PS uh, gets from microtransactions in COD, not really about the quality of the recent CODs. That is a fair oh. point. Yeah, because they'll get thirty percent of all Good point. Um, all purchases made mm-hmm. on, the, on their storefront. Ugh, I hate microtransactions. So, uh, maybe that's the solution. Should Microsoft offer bigger cuts of Call of Duty microtransactions on other platforms to appease them? I don't think they should. But if I, I guess like that might be part of the deal. Say, so go if you're buying microtransactions through their storefront, then yeah, you'll still get your thirty percent. But where do you think the other seventy percent is going? It's going straight to Microsoft because it's not going to Activision Blizzard I- anymore. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that. That's a very good point. I'm sure it's been explored, but... Uh, it, it, yeah, they can't take away the 30% from storefronts. There's no way, because that would be impossible. No. Yeah. So And that, obviously, that was part of the reason why Epic and Apple had that big thing. Go listen to Redacted Privilege for that yeah. one. Really good. And that's also why Elon Musk is charging £11 uh, pounds in the because Apple store. the 30%. Store. Blue check, yeah. Yeah. It's blue, right? Yeah, it's blue check. Yeah, Twitter blue. <laughs> I should probably have renamed that Twitter blue balls. Ah. Anyway, so yeah. uh, we're going to move into this year. So this is the... Okay, here we go. Wow, okay, we've rattled through. So, 5th of January is uh, starting the year strong. Uh, the CMA decides to extend its investigation into the oh, acquisition by eight it. weeks. Citing that the complexity of the case requires further investigation and the amount of evidence collected. So they set a new deadline of 26th of April instead of the original uh, date of March 1st. So we're still within that period. I'm not going to lie. What I'm going to say is devious. But it did cross my mind because this is so out of the norm. Remember... I can't talk about it a lot, but I'm in business acquisitions specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it did cross my mind. Has there been some, you know, nefarious under the table greasing of palms 
because this is not normal. What we're going through now, what Pete has reached now in the timeline, is not normal. No, agreed. We don't see yeah. this very frequently when it comes to purchases. And if I'm honest, I thought that the uh, the uh, not the Activision Blizzard, the um, the Zenimax and Bethesda purchase might have raised more eyebrows than it did. Exactly. But it didn't. hundred percent. It did not. That's why, if you go all the way back to January of last year, I said, eh, this is just a formality. Because of all acquisitions, Bethesda, with its long-reaching uh, uh, franchises, should have raised more questions. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, ra- it didn't bat an eye. I mean, they did the typical you know, inquiries, but nothing to this extent. And I'm absolutely to this day stunned that we're sitting here still talking about this. Oh, yep. I hit my knob. <laughs> um, yeah, I cannot believe this. I'm still in shock over this yeah, timeline. Me too. So yeah, the deadline bit and ascended probably wasn't the biggest surprise to me because of, uh, I, I always thought this was probably likely because, like they said, with the complexity of this, there is a lot to to mull over. And I think, whilst I had probably more eyebrows raised about the Bethesda and Zenimax deal because of how much they had, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously that's not discounting the fact that Activision Blizzard is huge. Um, I I don't know. I just, for some reason, I thought... I just think that the price of this one alone probably is the stumbling block. Like, and obviously we all know that the reason why it's probably the amount that it is because of the incredibly large share value that it had at the time. Time, but let's be honest. I mean, between Kotick and Overwatch's performance, and let's be honest. So, one of my... I'm just going to call them a flatmate because I don't know how else to refer to them. Uh, is a huge WoW, or was a huge WoW player. Mm-hmm. Completely dropped off. Now, has played WoW since its inception online. So, we're not talking about a casual by any means. Yep. Has completely dropped off, because there's just nothing there. I so, agree. yeah, the value of Activision Blizzard has been devalued mm-hmm. so much. I... I'm just, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm absolutely stunned at this. It cannot be, but it apparently is, purely Call of Duty that Sony is hung up on. Yeah. And even that, I'm just like, Call of Duty is not, it's not sustainable in its current form. It's just not. We've got a lot of... uh, I've read, I've read through most of them anyway we just had another one come in but i'll talk about that in a minute anyway so um now i'm just going to put a bold prediction out here i know we're not doing predictions for anything but because do you it mentioned anyway. it, i'll do it yeah um i think once the deal's done and the dot the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. one once it's been announced You'll see Phil Spencer and a few others from Activision Blizzard do that sort of roundtable thing that they did with Bethesda and like Pete Hines and all that lot. Yes, for that. Yes. <laughs> World of Warcraft subscription will be included within Game Pass on day one. So no, you won't have to pay a subscription fee anymore. It will just be included. That, to be fair, I'm going to be very perfectly honest, Pete. 
to quote unquote save World of Warcraft, that would be an excellent play because I think, I think it's the only way they can save it at the moment because it the content's dried up good. for them. It has like WoW is one of the original. I mean, it's obviously it's an MMO RPG, but it's like the original live service game, and mm. they kept it going for so long because because Blizzard can produce high quality stuff. I don't know what happened with Overwatch too. <laughs> but because Laziness. they can it, it yeah something something for sure um their last expansion still good still good in the general population but not blizzard quality yeah and to see the people f drop off on that like my flatmate still plays diablo but it's just like it's just, it's just, it's, it's, you can see it. This is a hardcore person who, like, lives for that. Yeah. And it's just dropping off. It is. It has, Hard... unfortunately. Mm hmm Anyway, yeah. let's move forward. Because I think okay. this, I think this one is probably the biggest shot of the whole thing. I, I love this quote, by the way. Okay. So, 30th of January, 2023. This is where Activision Blizzard finally decide to start weighing into this deal. Oh gosh, yes, I know so, exactly so where you're CCO, going. So the CCO, Lulu Cheng Masavoa uh, Sure, go, go for it. Yeah, not even pronouncing it. <laughs> states that Sony and HBO's The Last of Us TV series success shows that Sony's opposition of the merger is quote-unquote baseless. Uh-huh. Um, that was quote, pretty good. And the quote is Sony has an unrivaled uh, um, uh, sorry, I was having a moment there. I was like, what the hell was that? It's an unrivaled war chest of IP, not just in gaming, but TV, movies, and music, which can be developed into games and can market existing games. It's no wonder they continue to dominate as the market leader for consoles. In gaming, Sony is the first of us. And they will be <laughs> just fine without the FTC's protection. That is a perfect example of what Microsoft has done from the beginning. They've highlighted the successes of Sony PlayStation. Now, if you go on Twitter and you look in the comment section, which I obsessively do, you will see Sony ponies just, just pooping all over Microsoft. And yet, Microsoft has consistently, you know, gone high. Uh, talked about the success of Sony. And I don't care whatever ends up, you know, in the final whatever. I love that. I just love that. I love fighting fire with not so much fire, but like, like bumping your ego. Like, you're doing so, great. Okay, doing so, great. so it's, it's like working in retail. And having someone mm -hmm. screaming in your face and mm -hmm. you're smiling at them going, thank you, sir. Can I have another one, sir? <laughs> yes, please. You know, <laughs> and they get more and more and more frustrated and annoyed until they just walk away. Pete, you will not hear me quote the Bible very often on here. <laughs> and you're thinking, where the frick is she going with this? But I'm not kidding. There is, I'm not kidding. If you look, if you view the Bible as purely a philosophical book, there is a, a passage where it says that being kind to your enemies is like heaping coals on their head. When I was in school and I had to deal with a lot of bullies, uh, like most of us out there, mm -hmm. I'm in 
huge nerd, so of course, obviously, I was a target for bullies. And a six-foot-tall female, oh yeah. <laughs> I found being nice to them pissed them way off more than engaging them in a fight or a, or a confrontation. They and this is the reaction. They want the re that's exact Pete's exactly right. And and so um ah, uh Xbox Microsoft Phil not just Phil but all of them they're rising above they're, they're fighting with kindness and I love that. That has made me into more of an Xbox fangirl. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's I, yeah, and then like I said, but you, you you do see the comments, and the Sony ponies are just they're 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 angry, they're vitriolic, they're you know spitting fire, and mm -hmm. it's like why why are you doing this when Microsoft is saying that you guys are great? Yep, right. <laughs> you know. Me, um, okay, so let me just shotgun these last couple of points. Yes. Uh, I'll I'll do two more, and then we've got one last lot major point before okay. we close it out so uh from the 3rd of february the european union has uh, decides to issue antitrust warnings to microsoft stating that and this was written in politico uh they could be incentivized to keep call of duty away from rival consoles uh microsoft then state that it is listening carefully to the european commission's concerns and are conf uh, confident that we can address them so then as of the 8th of february the cma publishes a provisional report of the investigation uh, where it states the concerns of Microsoft raising prices of games, fewer choices, and less innovation for gamers. Additionally, the CMA states that cloud gaming was a huge concern, with Microsoft accounting for 60 to 70% of the current cloud offering, and that Call of Duty being exclusive could alter the future of gaming. Now, this is where actually I'm going to have to agree with the CMA, mm -hmm. because... Really? Oh my gosh, okay. Okay, okay, so, go Now, my concern, was obviously, with the cloud gaming side of things is how many other cloud gaming distributors do you happen to hear about? And there is... Well, I that... can only count one. I was going to... Now, I do agree with you, but for me, that's a, po a positive. But no, for because you, that... that it as... yeah, but that's where the problem is. It could be seen as anti-competitive. That's where the, the, the crux of the issue lies, is that... They are the market leader technically in in cloud gaming, even though their cloud gaming platform isn't exactly very good. That's where Microsoft needs to say, get good, scrub. <laughs> I disagree, because if you turn around no, and say things like that, I know what you're doing. Yeah, it's just yeah. Funny, but still. Now, you okay, so to put it on, they, they put it on this hand, mm -hmm. so whilst it's still in a beta form at the moment, like right. Xbox Cloud or whatever they yeah. decide have decided to call it now. Whatever it's going to end up being called. It doesn't yeah. necessarily work particularly well, but we all know that cloud gaming is a little bit of a funky one at the moment. Yeah, it's unstable, 100%. Um, we've seen Stadia, obviously, come and go. Oh, gosh. Um, Although, again, as I predicted, let's just say this again, the hardware may go, but you're right, Google is keeping their streaming mm -hmm. service their version of the cloud yes they, they I, are. I do think they will be competitive in the future okay. i'm not sure they're ready um, now yeah sure. amazon luna has basically gone completely defunct let's mm -hmm. or yes, not, i would say not defunct but they're not 
in the in the mind's eye let's say no they're not on the um, radar just yet yeah 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 let's be honest nintendo's offering into cloud gaming oh. isn't exactly fantastic either right and i think nvidia had a a chance you, <laughs> you hit the one that... company that actually is the one company that's doing it right I think, though, now, this is just one of my crazy predictions that do sometimes come true, by the way. Uh, I think NVIDIA will sell out to Microsoft because, you know, they've got a partnership right now. You don't think they will? No. I, if I, Interesting. I can see one other way going. Okay. Because that that will lead me to another point of this, okay. of this timeline. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Excellent. But, You've said about one particular company keeping their infrastructure. Mm-hmm. What's to say that Google, Google don't sell their tech to Microsoft? They could. I mean, let's be honest here. Okay. Now, this is going off the rails, but follow me here. So, Microsoft has Bing. Google has, obviously, Google. Microsoft has just purchased ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Which, for... Our listeners who should know, but if you don't know, that's the AI, the kind of new AI. AI has been around for years, but it's the kind of newest iteration of it. Yeah. Um, Google has been rumored to be getting into bed, business bed, with Microsoft over this chat, GPT. Not surprised. Although Google has developed their own AI, it doesn't seem to be as far along as ChatGPT. No, ChatGPT uh, seems to be the one that's making the most headroads, and it's the one that people seem to be using the most at the moment. It seems to be the user-friendliness of it, because it's kind of open software type of thing, which if you don't remember, because no one else is a nerd like I am... Google's uh, AI came into the forefront last year because one of the workers said that their Google AI uh, was uh, fighting them. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. <laughs> you remember that? I like did a whole thing on that. Yeah. But anyway, not my point. But my point is, it is not out of the realm of possibility that Google and Microsoft will have some kind of... I'm not going to say it's never going to be... Well, I can't say never. I'm not talking about merger, but kind of like shared... Shared resources. Shared resources. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the future. But I've stated that. I've stated that many times. The Stadia um, gaming. I 100% see Microsoft eyeing it up, eyeing it up, up and down. Mm. If that happens... I do think that the Microsoft cloud gaming is going to be better than it is. It's not great now. It's just not. No, Let's but that that was the good thing about Stadia is like for all its flaws, it did work right. quite well. Yeah. Which I've I've stated since day one that that's exactly what was going to happen, and I stand by that. Um, so I think in the future. That could be a kind of yeah. cause for monopoly alarm. <laughs> yeah, that's, like I said, that's you know. where the concern was. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's where the CMA obviously made their concern. Even to yeah, the but point they haven't... where 
on February 21st, 2023. <laughs> uh -huh. Microsoft President Brad Smith announces that Microsoft has signed a binding 10-year deal, 10-year yes. contract in principle. Yeah. With both Nintendo and NVIDIA to bring Call of Duty day and date, content complete, and the same day as Xbox. Um, and it is predicated uh, on the completion of the acquisition. Uh, it says, with the deal signed, it alleviates a big concern that NVIDIA had with the acquisition. <laughs> See, there you go. And that is now one less tech platform opposing the mm -hmm. deal. Yep. Peaches. Because they, they have completely withdrew their concerns. Exactly. Now, Pete, I want to ask you, even though you're not a Nintendo fanboy, a Nintendo defender, um, I am curious, now I know that we, we talked about this ourselves, but for the show, um, how do you feel about that overall? Um... It'd be nice to see Call of Duty on a Nintendo platform for the first time since the Wii U. Be quite yeah. nice, I guess. Uh, it was how, terrible on the Wii U. I know it was, but it was bad. Um, <laughs> how like most things were, most third-party mm -hmm. games on the Wii U weren't exactly great. They weren't pulling up trees. Yeah. Um, to have Call of Duty in more places uh, with more people and a lot more of variety of choice with players is never a bad thing. Never usually a bad thing. Now. My concern is uh, what was stated in the actual press release itself. What's that? Is it even coming to the Switch? Yes. So what are your thoughts on that, Pete? It's not. <laughs> and if it is, if it comes to the Switch, it's coming as a cloud version. And it oh is, boy, cloud version for a Twitch shooter. Ooh, bad idea. Yeah, uh, I'm going to 100% agree with you there. It would absolutely be the cloud version. Hmm. Um, the lag on that, can you imagine? Oh, it'd be awful. The, I reckon it'll probably, oh, like, whilst they stay content complete and all of that, they'd have <laughs> to do something to do with it. So my potential thought behind that one is they would have to sign a deal with Microsoft between Microsoft, Activision, and Nintendo for Microsoft to foot the bill for the <laughs> wait, wait for it, because uh -huh. there's a lot of things that could could cause a stumbling block, uh -huh. where Microsoft foots the bill for Nintendo to produce Call of Duty, kind of self-published in some respects. It has to be, yes, right, On okay. a 32 gigabyte Switch cartridge rather than standard 16. Oh my gosh. But that... but that means then they're not going to fit everything on the cartridge. Exactly. So they're going to have to split it. If they wanted content it complete, would they would have to split hybrid. it. So, it would have to be a hybrid. Absolutely. Campaign... Which isn't impossible. That's not impossible. Okay. Campaign cloud only, multiplayer on the cartridge. Oh, you think? See, now I would have reversed it. Wrong. Why, right, would you, okay. why would you have the cloud version of the online when it would, it would require latency? You're right. You're right. I mean, that is true. I would think that it would be capable of handling more players. But you're right. The latency would be awful. It would be awful. Like, it would that's be terrible. There's no way the that very could first get it. Thought. 
Oh my goodness. But that, oh that's not to state that I don't... That, that's a hypothetical. I really don't think that Switch is getting it. I think this is solely stated for the next generation of uh, Nintendo's platform. We definitely need to do a show on in the future. Because... Well, if it's anything to be believed, when there was a couple of job listings a couple of years ago, the next console could have DLSS on it. We need to do a show. I'm going to say this now. We need to do a show on next gen because you know the PlayStation 6 has been rumored. 2027. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't it, believe that for a hot did minute. You see the, did you see the prototype? No, but I, if you saw like my message that was in the, disc, in the Discord when that came up where I said uh, this generation hasn't even started yet. I know! That's the whole thing. I don't feel that... Either the okay out of the three major consoles, I feel that the Switch is the only one who has come out strong during the pandemic, and they need to you know now move to their next iteration, their next level. But as far as the Xbox and the PlayStation have gone, I don't even feel like they've been established yet. No, like because... I can't even get a PlayStation here. No, sometimes I, mean, I can find it in a cash converter. Sometimes they're getting easier to find nowadays. But I, my point is, is, once you start removing that PS4 requirement, that's when the generation starts. And from what right. I've been hearing of, like, through through rumors, is that there's a lot of games that are still being rumored to come out for the PS4. Which, yeah. I mean, at this point, is now ten years old. And it could extend the life. It could, yeah, twenty thirteen. It came out. Oh my god! And oh, yeah, so wow. we're getting to the ten year anniversary of both that and the fact that it could extend the life of this to like twenty twenty six. Yeah, maybe, maybe even more. Who knows? It's just, it's just crazy to be honest. But I feel like, as much as I love the Xbox, what do I have? S. Is yeah. That what that is. Okay. I love that it's available to all consumers. Um, mm -hmm. Like at the time that I bought that, the Xbox X series was not available in Northern Ireland because we were very restricted. As I said, we were very locked down. Jesus Christ, um, it was hard enough me getting one. Yeah, so that's all I could get. Eventually, I'm going to stop being lazy and I'm going to go and actually purchase an Xbox <laughs> But my point being, that Xbox S, while amazing for the consumer... 100% I will always support Microsoft on that. I keep reading about how hard it is to develop on. Now I don't know why because I don't know the, the specifics but I am worried that in order, in order for Xbox to progress they're gonna have to drop this one. Mm. And I hope not but you keep reading about the stories about how it's hard to develop for. I Again, just, I don't I, know why. I'll be honest, I just think it's a narrative that seems to be easy at the moment, but actually they're not taking into account the smart delivery does most of the heavy lifting anyway. I mean, like, I, I ran this over in my brain, my brain computer. I can't understand. Again, I'm not a developer. I do have some coding experience, but I'm not a developer by any means. A game developer. Mm-hmm. I'm not understanding where the breakdown is between the Xbox S and the Xbox X. Like, you know. Whereas you can kind of see it's more logical between the P4 
PS4 and the PS5. You know, why they are so separated. Mm-hmm. So, I think maybe either it's an excuse or it's an, a valid reason. Mm. I think we're going to have to get rid of that one. Uh, Which, well, I, I think it's awful. I think it's awful. Let's be honest, I know nothing of development. I'm not a coder. I'm not anything like that. I just, I can't say I see what the big deal is because I look at videos from people who do who do game development, mm-hmm. uh, especially um, Modern Vintage Gamer or MVG, and he says, right. that, he says that the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox Series S is perfectly legitimate to develop for. There's nothing wrong with it. And actually... Like, what I've understood the, from day one. Yeah. And and also apparently it's like one of the best emulation boxes out there. Right, I've heard that as well. So I'm very confused, but I know also that it, it's really come out the last few weeks. Now, when you see some sort of narrative like that, that's usually a precursor to like discontinuation. So it usually is, but considering the kind of situation we sit in at the moment, where there's been a chip shortage and all that, now there there might be a bit of a surplus. Um, it's so, just, it's just awkward, you know, and I just, I can't see where that argument is coming from personally myself. Be honest here. I'm going to be honest here. Now this is going off out of left field or whatever, but I just recently watched a kind of, uh, documentary on like lithium, uh, harvesting. Mm-hmm. Holy crap it's made me rethink a lot of things <laughs> yeah no, i'm not surprised by that. In business and in personal yeah um it explains why business has been so uh, business as in technology has been so blocked you know kind of slow and you know, the chip shortage and all that stuff but on a personal level holy crap it's like i almost don't want to purchase any technology so, but- it is Awful. I know this is a rabbit hole that we could go down massively, but we I think we need to wrap it up. Oh, is it time? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So let me just read uh, these um yeah. let me read these comments. So uh Brent has been very active. Thank you, Brent, as always. Um so I'll read the last few comments that came in whilst we were covering the last few bits. He said Bethesda had it all, publishing arm, several developers and their franchises, an online infrastructure and even a little bit of cloud assets. Activision Blizzard has some of that but not nearly the same breadth of Bethesda. You're not wrong. Mm, but you're a little bit wrong. <laughs> I mean, only, only because, only because, uh, the Overwatch League and WoW and Diablo, those each had their own development teams, their own infrastructure, Mm. their own online cloud, because I believe WoW is in a cloud, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, which if WoW is, Diablo probably is as well. Wouldn't surprise me. So, I I still to this day don't know why Activision is the more questioned of the of the two, um, unless it's like what Pete said, which is just the purely the amount of money that um, was exchanged. I think I think for several reasons it's the amount of money, it's the publishing arm of it, 
uh, it's the amount of IPs that they have that are universally recognisable and let's Bethesda be honest, has Doom yeah. okay WoW, Diablo, Overwatch like you've already mentioned those three they're already multi-million sellers and they already sell more probably than most Bethesda games do Doom, Skyrim, Fallout yeah but Okay. And Skyrim's yeah. the same Skyrim for ten years. It's had oh. it's like eight, six or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So whatever. Fine. My <laughs> counterpoint to that is how many Bethesda properties have made it into South Park episodes and has broken the pop culture barrier. I mean that's a fair point. Uh, Call of yeah. Duty and, and, and WoW, like like you look at the amount of numbers that WoW still gets even to this day for a twenty year old game, it's just still incredible. I mean, those numbers you know, are just ludicrous. It's true. Like, I think WoW is at a make or break point in this year, just based on like I said, my flatmate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it they could recoup everything and be an amazing franchise again because they have such a loyal fan base. They could, yeah. Oh, loyal. But that's what I mean. It's like they have the most loyal of fan bases who they will do, still play 100%. it regardless, and that it's still yeah. pulling in that that silly amount of numbers. Like whilst it is I, crazy. whilst I I'm not trying to minimize the amount of impact that Bethesda's properties have had, and let's be honest, like. A lot of those properties have been available with Bethesda for a long time. Yes. I don't. I still don't think we can count Doom in it because it's still its property. Like me. And they have only released two games under Bethesda's. Two really good games. Yes, they're not not disparaging the quality of their their titles. They are. (laughs) They are very good. Yes. but, But. by comparison to Activision Blizzard, where they, you know, you look at you look around, and I, I I don't want to be that person to say it's all about Call of Duty, but Jesus Christ, is it all about Call of Duty? I do have to. I mean, I I have to concede that yes, Call of Duty along with FIFA are always like the top two sellers across. Mm-hmm. That's just hands down. That's just facts. You know. Um... And maybe, again, that's what all this boils down to. You know, we're talking about all these satellite games and stuff like that. And I know Brent said, you know, uh, maybe it shouldn't be, you know, they focus so much on COD. But maybe it really does boil down to just COD. I think it really does at this point. Like, everything seems to be pointing that way. I think if you took if you took Call of Duty out of the equation, they'd still be done by now. I hate to say it, but Pete, I think you might be right. I think you might actually be right. Yeah. Because that's all Jim Ryan has focused on yeah, is he, Call of Exactly. Like, how many times has he turned around and said, oh, we really need to keep Overwatch on here. Oh, we really need to keep Diablo right. on here. Oh, Diablo, we really need yeah. to make sure that we can get a console version of World of Warcraft up and running. It's Call of Duty. It's been the biggest that's stumbling block of this whole thing. That's a very disappointing depressing but good point actually maybe that is the whole basis for this ah yeah why can't they it's almost like pretty much that sony don't have any faith on their own developers to create a multi-million seller 
and to thing, be fair, and, and, I, mm-hmm. and sorry, just to, just to raise no, this point, fine. Call of Duty wasn't even massively popular between 2001 and 2008. It's once Call of Duty 4 hit the consoles and it just absolutely slapped. It, it was sort of popular, but let's be honest, my uh, favorite Battlefield was way more popular at the time. Well, yeah. The, I still so, love Battlefield. Yeah, remember that Call of Duty was PC exclusive until Call of Duty 3 turned, turned up on Xbox, Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Yes, but they did. also they did also have a slightly downgraded version of Call of Duty 2 called the Big Red One, I believe, on the they PS2. Did. They did. They did. It wasn't great. No, they exactly. Did. But then, and then a Halo- few years later, they ended up releasing... Call of Duty One Remastered, I believe. They did for for the consoles, and they they did the remastered version for PC too. They did because let's be honest, credit where credits due. Halo, first of all, Halo Two, but on the 360, Halo Three multiplayer took freaking off, and then that's when was it Treyarch at the time? I believe it, it was Infinity Ward. I think actually. Infinity Ward. No, it's Infinity Ward. You're right. You're right, Pete. Um. They just went nuts and was like, oh, well, Halo Let's 3. throw everything at the wall and try it. They did, and it worked. It absolutely worked. That was a fun time. I yeah, know. remember the first three Call of Duties were all World War Two shooters. They were, 100%. And I mean, I still think Battlefield did it better, but... They did. We all played them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I... Again, I think both... I'm going to say this for the podcast, that I think both Brent and uh, Pete are correct. I think this all boils down to Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me just read these last couple of comments. So, Brent put, the fact that the fact remains that uh, the Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition doesn't include much, if anything, cloud assets. Right. If Microsoft no, wants to true. buy Google, old Stadia Tech, or GeForce Now, etc., then another antitrust suit can be looked into if that even happens. I agree. I bet they do. I bet they do. Bet Which they is do. why I don't think that if they are going to do it, they're not going to buy the Stadia Tech outright. Which is why they're probably they going to license it. Yeah, I think they'll license that, but they'll try to buy GeForce. I really do think so. I really don't think so. I think if they. You don't if, think- no, I think if they wanted to buy GeForce, they would have. They wouldn't have made the deal with them. They would have tried to just. They might have just gone. Okay, point. we'll 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 see. You know, we might not be able to see this Activision Blizzard deal through. I think but that's we'll go the... out and buy GeForce as a result, or Nvidia's GeForce service as a result. Well, it'll it'll definitely be interesting. I I've said it before, uh, and I stand by this. I do think GeForce and Stadia Online will be major players in the coming time. I do. I, I absolutely. Yeah. So uh, then says so. Does um, this is coming back? So does that mean that my, uh, PlayStation didn't accept the seven year? Except no, I think they have done. Regardless, I think it's <laughs> yeah. Baked, I think that... it's baked into uh, the deal level that they've made sure of that now. Yeah, I think that went through, and then that's. Shortly after that is when the Jim Ryan emails, the notorious yeah. email uh, emails leaked. And well, I say emails; it's not just emails; it's also the private discussions oh, the and the internal arc- documents and stuff. Like that. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, and you find out that he's like, he doesn't care. He hundred yeah. percent doesn't care. He just wants to block the merger. Oh, that makes me angry all over yeah. again. 
Anyway, <laughs> so uh, said maybe the deal with Nintendo had the next Nintendo console in mind. I think it did. So yeah, uh, when Warframe exceeded their memory allocation on the Switch, they announced ahead of time that an SD card would be required and even offered op- uh, coupons to buy the official Nintendo one. I think that's really good. That's really cool. I like yeah. that. And like he that then lot. finishes up by saying, Doom, Quake, Wolfenstein, that's free from it. Oh, and my favorite, Rage. Oh, Rage! Oh, I forget. I always forget about Rage. Yes, I forget about Rage too. Yeah, Rage is great. Anyway, uh, well, we're done. We're done here. That's Microsoft's attempt to buy Activision Blizzard and the subsequent Fallout. Ah! Uh... Kind of makes me. Kind of makes me wish we were talking about Bethesda, so that joke would have made. Hey. Yeah. Um, or. CMA's Overwatch. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. <laughs> I can tell by face that that did not land. <laughs> but I want to say thank you for joining us. This was a huge show that's been actually in the making for two or three weeks now. Um, you know, Pete did a lot of research. I did some research. Um, but we've been dying to talk about this. Because it's huge. I... If you're a gamer at all, you know that this is massive. This is major. Because it sets a precedence. If Microsoft... If the deal merger is rejected, this is a huge precedence. Not just for Microsoft, but for all gaming platforms. You know, Sony may not be able to buy something like Destiny... Or, well, Bungie, sorry. In the future. You know? See, they haven't thought about that. I wish Microsoft would have blocked that. <laughs> it's because it was not very much. I don't remember mm. how much it was. It was. Four, it wasn't three or four yeah, billion. I think it was. Yeah. But there, there was also news, and I don't want to cause another talking point. Right. But there was the news recently that apparently uh, Sony have leveraged a certain amount of money towards studio acquisitions this year. Yeah. People were kind of. <coughs> Sorry, that's like cold coming out again. <laughs> and people were trying to guess what was going to happen. Oh, we have so much to talk about because we need to talk about Capcom and all that. Anyway, we do thank you for joining us. Yes. Especially on this episode, which is, like I said, it's been weeks in the making. Um, we will talk about this again um, because it's there's just so many levels to this as it continues on. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know your thoughts and tater tots on this um because if you're in the gaming world you're following this we want to know your questions which pete will put all that in the show notes because i can't remember my own name at this point <laughs> i mean it's, it's at the end of the audio version of this podcast anyway so you can get yeah. in contact with us through the various platforms but kind of yeah. like uh, I won't ask you what yours is because, you know, you can't remember yours, so I'll just tell it. it's Kylie to greet, K-I-L-E-Y-T-H-G-R-E-T. And, so and mine's at Pete Beckett one on Twitter, spelled B-E-C-K-E-T-T, and the number one. Let's close this show yeah. now. Okay, let's get this done because it's late and we all want to go to sleep. All right, thank you so much for joining us, uh, both to our viewers and our watchers. No, listeners. Anyway. Well, viewers as well, if you watch the YouTube version. But I said viewers and watchers. I know, viewers, watchers, and listeners. 
yes, as Kieran reminds us, or used to remind us, that this is also an audio medium. So we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rapid Reviews Radio podcast. You can find the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. You can also find the video version by searching Rapid Reviews on YouTube and watch the podcast recording live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rapidreviews at 7.30pm UK time every Sunday. Please make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at rrradiopod and for all the latest reviews visit www.rapidreviewsuk.com or on Twitter at rapidreviewsuk.com.